Where are we going? Welcome to this exclusive podcast produced by Spirit Watch Ministries that will show where life in our darkening times is now turning and how you can avoid the detours of deception through the hope of biblical truth. The Lord Jesus in Matthew 24 warned us over two millennia ago and how urgently we need to heed Him now. Our host is Pastor Rafael Martinez, a seasoned Northwest Indiana-based minister, intercessor, and counter-cult apologist who will help you discern the journey of change we're all on as the last day of the last days now winds down. For more information, check out our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. Now. Here's Pastor Rafael. Thanks for surfing in, people. This is Pastor Rafael Martinez, Director of Spearwatch Ministries, helping today to answer the big question that is on so many minds today. That is, where are we going? Spearwatch Ministries is a Christian discernment ministry based in Hammond, Indiana, and our mission is to provide answers to that question as well as biblical perspectives and Christian ministry to those devastated by cultic deception and abuse. This never-ending social plague is all around us, hidden in plain sight, and we want to take heed that no man deceive you, as Jesus Christ warned us in Matthew chapter 24. But before we continue to plumb the spiritual abyss that is yawning ever wider as the days get darker, we want to share with you who we are, where we've come from, and we do here so you can understand why we are fully resolved to keep on keeping on. Our podcast today is going to be quite introspective, as we reflect upon our ministerial past, present, and our future, should Jesus tarry. About me? Well, I've been a Christian minister since 1983. Got a bachelor's degree majoring in pastoral studies and Christian education from Lee College, now University, in Cleveland, Tennessee. That was back in 1991. And I finally got licensed with the Church of God Cleveland Movement in 1992. And in the same year, I married my first wife, Joylyn Robinson. Spearwatch Ministries, the Christian outreach we both pioneered since 93, was formerly then called the Tennessee Valley Bible Students Association. I have been honored to help facilitate Christian discernment ministry that serves the church and the world by countering the influence and spread of spiritually deceptive and religiously abusive groups, as well as provide discernment of counterfeit spirituality in our apostate day. Called by the Holy Spirit to this work, We've been fighting the good fight of faith and taking heed no one deceive you or others since 1993, as we've said. And in 2003, we took on the ministry name we now have. In 2012, the ministry relocated to Northwest Indiana, and we've been busy taking that fight out all over the Midwest, as well as familiar battlegrounds in the Southeast, as well as the nation and the world at large. Our twofold mission is to redeem and restore the spiritually abused and to educate and equip the church and society to do the same. This has always been our biblically inspired passion over the years. We've also been a prophetic voice calling out deceptive leaders and cultic organizations, be they self-proclaimed abusive shepherds of a band of blinded followers in the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, to media mavens leading religious empires binding tens of thousands of everyone and commanding a vast war chest and media outreach. There's no teaching and practice that we've encountered that has remained unexamined by the only standard of Christian truth, that being the Bible, the Word of God, and has, and if needed to, was tested and laid exposed as needed. The Apostle Paul commanded in the first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 21, that Christians must prove all things, 
that is to say, test and weigh the truth claims of anything presenting itself to us as doctrine to live by, and that we should only hold fast, as the scripture says, to that which is good. There's a vast ocean of error to measure that we must daily sail through, and our mission is to help you see what the Bible says about any truth claim you can determine uh, that is confronting you, so you can find out what's not only true, but what's to live by and what's worth standing for. The challenge of ancient world religions, the occult, and the secular philosophies and atheistic dogmas that flood our land are ensnaring millions of people who at one time tried to make sense of a faith in Christ that perhaps they never quite understood or decided wasn't relevant to them. Spirit Watch Ministries has been among the few ministries established that exist to discern and educate, and they are fast becoming more and more few and far between. Some of them are probably evangelical ministries to the New Religion Coalition that we've been a part of since the mid-1990s. Some are independent organizations devoted to Christian apologetics or countercult work. Some are literal mom-and-pop operations seeking to show what light where they can, and some are well-funded agencies with staffs, budgets, and media outreach. But for most all of them, the concern of championing the truth of the gospel of Jesus before an unbelieving world filled with deception, false teaching, and abusive practice leading to generations of broken disciples has been our driving concern. And that has been our never-ending work here at Spirit Watch Ministries from our inception. Workers have come and gone as well as allies and enemies, but you can count on our laser focus on these objectives to never change. It's not a cliche or slogan when we say we are taking heed and no man deceive you. It is indeed our very lifebeat and heartbeat of ministry. We've been helping victims of abusive spirituality from all across the board. From victims of New Age occultic shysters who manipulate members of covens, study groups, and ashrams, to those of what are painfully called Bible-based cults and abusive churches. This began in 1993, as we said, as we first started reaching out using a recorded phone line system, the info line work that we developed, that was targeting those impacted by the Watchtower Society in East Tennessee. You could call and listen to a message that we changed every week that provided information upon a specific group. Uh, one of our first contacts had been the Watchtower 23 years, but we helped her to come to know about the Jesus revealed in Scripture and not her dead religion, and I had the pleasure of helping baptize her into Christ. Here's an excerpt from her testimony she gave before she was immersed. Coming to accept Jesus and to know him as my God and Redeemer is just such such a beautiful thing. You see, I was a, a Jehovah's Witness for 20 years. rescued me. He rescued me out of that darkness, out of that false darkness, out of that watchtower organization from Bethel, New York. And please listen to me. You must help other Christians to defend and protect his word. Protect them. When they come to your door, the witnesses love them. Love them and share share your faith with them. Share Jesus with them. They are blind. They are in darkness. But they are good people, and they need to be. They need to be loved. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I want to 
sales. I am so thankful for, for Westmore's uh, outreach ministry to the counter cults because that's the only reason I'm here today. I, I came to the Lord through meeting Raphael and his wife, Joy Martinez. They run a counter cult ministry here, and for the first time, they ran an, a phone line ad in Knoxville, and I was living there at the time, and I just, the Lord had me call that number, and I would not be here if these wonderful Christians weren't going beyond being an everyday Christian and reaching out to, to bring people out of darkness and out of cults, because there are Christians there. They need to be reached. You need... I'm sorry. I don't mean to try to preach. <laughs> We were so glad to have helped her, but we did not stop. We continued to share tracks. We picketed Kingdom Halls during the springtime memorial services, as well as infiltrated Watchtower conventions to share the real gospel. We pursued fellowship with ex-Watchtower members and heard God changing our mandate to be ready to help people who were coming. So we started to find members of abusive churches of every kind calling up and asking for help. And as they did, we were ready. We learn in our context just how real and how all-immersive the cultic mind-control culture actually is and how it really underlies all religious abusive activity. In 1995, it was our pleasure to become friends with ex-Mormon church members who, in sharing their exit and their painful transition out of Mormonism, shed greater light upon this cultic dynamic that exists everywhere in such groups. We became aware of that very literal cult world a culture of cultures, and a world of worlds that is hidden, as we said, in plain sight all around us. As the years went by, we heard from victims of the Unification Church, run by the now late Sun Myung Moon, the International Churches of Christ, as well as a host of extreme Pentecostal and charismatic groups. Now, these groups were driven by dogma involving oneness Pentecostal, word of faith, and the then-emerging New Apostolic Reformation principles shared by these movements and steered by abusive control of their members by small group and mentoring influences using charismatic and compelling leaders. While all these theologies were radically different, we learned that the human equation was always the same and their stories all sounded agonizedly the same. So from 1995 onward until about 2000, we hosted support group meetings for those seeking to recover tell their stories, and find encouragement in their post-cult life. Those are incredible times when we would fill living rooms and picnic areas at state parks full of those coming out of Mormonism, the Watchtower, and the said abusive churches. When the hysteria about the Y2K fears of the end came about in 1999 onward, we started tracking a large apocalyptic group called the Prophecy Club that had almost cornered the market, driven by end-time fear-mongering, with smoothly polished media. One of the cults we'd also been monitoring at an ex-member's request was in the Tennessee Valley and called itself the Church of Jesus Christ of Prophecy. When the church got involved in a child custody battle with this ex-member, we helped that former member successfully get custody of his child. Other tragic personal crises in which we encountered former members of abusive groups struggling and needing help became subjects of our interventions using pastoral care, and education about cultic mind control and religious abuse to assist. Literature was sent, books were recommended, and videos made. Between the phone lines and advertising them locally, we generated quite a buzz, with literally thousands of phone calls and contacts made during the 1990s like these. Liar, liar. 
Mr. Martinez. I just got in. I'd seen where you had called. Uh, this is anonymous, and I would like the um, literature sent to Cleveland, Tennessee, three seven three one one. Thank you. Um, I wasn't a Jehovah Witness, but I was a Mormon for 20 years and left uh, early this year. Um, I don't know. Maybe you, you can be of some help. I'm not sure. Well, you worshippers of Baal God, you worshippers of the Lord of Fortune. Oh my goodness gracious, the things you just put on this tape. If you only knew that you're damning your soul to the sky in a fire for the rest, there is eternal, just that's it, it's gone. You just don't know the lives that you're spewing forth. It is not okay to worship when you feel like it. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate uh, the commentary on the, on the Watchtower Society. I am a former witness and uh, have lost my family to it. Uh, I'm still uh, uh, praying to reach them, to uh, uh, teach them the... Uh, the gift of grace instead of uh, uh, the earned um, salvation of Watchtower. I called that thing in the paper about. Oh, yes. This is uh, Elvis Presley, and um, I'm very concerned about this spread of a cult um, going around called the Christian Church. And I need information because my brother did the exact same thing to our family on this Christmas, 1994. And he used to be a real good Christian man. So please send me everything that I need to help bring him out of what he's in. That same year of 1999, we created the spiritwatch.org website and began to post research articles about spiritual deception, religious abuse, and a variety of sources on cultism of many different kinds. We continued to conduct personal outreach where we could and began to do personal research and discernment on the many deceptive cultic movements we were being asked about. We were finding out that on our info line, we were getting more calls about spiritual abuse of churches than those classical cultic movements we just mentioned that we'd been resisting. We produced a talk about the spiritual abuses of the new apostolic movement uh, for a conference in 1998. In 2001, just a few months before the September 11 attacks, our ministry was alerted to the personal tour of the cult leader Sun Myung Moon he'd created to sweep as many unsuspecting Christians, primarily gathered from minority churches in busloads, and we were able to effectively get tracks and dialogue into their hands on one of his stops in Columbia, South Carolina much to the displeasure of Moon's tour personnel. Even with this unsettling tragedy in New York City at the hands of terrorists, though, we couldn't slow down. At a convention of ex-Jehovah's Witnesses in 2001, we were honored to be given the, the privilege to conduct a talk on the scandal of child sexual abuse in the Watchtower that, that was becoming more more evident due to press reports back then. We were called upon then in 2002 to help family members of an exotic new movement calling itself Remnant Fellowship that was only two hours drive north of our Cleveland, Tennessee headquarters. And not long after that, we finally changed our name to Spirit Watch Ministries, reflecting our desire to be vigilant and watchful in spiritual matters so that we could discern the times. And all of our work up to this point certainly had reflected that and a pastoral desire to help victims out and also be that prophetic voice opposing those cultic movements that victimized them. You see, we've never just been interested in book reports, 
about false doctrine. Our driving concern has always been to bring truth to bear on the pain inflicted on good, sincere people seeking to know God in truth and yet encountering the devastation of religious abuse and deception. We've never looked back, and whether it's been emails that became books or quiet discussions in restaurants or truck stops, that has been the heartbeat of our ministry. We genuinely and relentlessly have sought aid uh, to give and to give it to all who asked for it and intervening countercult activism to expose the darkness surrounding them by the uplifting of biblical light through pastoral care and concern. That has been our calling and we are still honored to still be able to do so. From 2002 onward, our contention with the remnant cult consumed almost all our time and they in turn tried to litigate us out of existence with two lawsuits. Uh, but by God's grace, we defended ourselves and sued them right back to get our lawyers paid off. We settled out of court in 2013, and while they can proclaim they made it to nothing, it's always fascinating when I remember I was able to get our legal counsel and had enough over for me and my second wife to travel to Puerto Rico in a beautiful honeymoon. Thanks, Gwen. We still did what we could to speak at Spirit Watch conferences from the 1990s onward to this day on a variety of subjects ranging from cult mind control to the occult. Some of that video can be seen at our Vimeo.com Spirit Watch uh, hosting video site with teaching that many of our ministry associates helped produce in those years. And those are great years and I'll, I'll always be ever grateful for the help of those ministry laborers like my ex-wife Joy, Steve and Kathy Hogel, Randy and Susan Rogers, Lance and Heather King, Mike Spencer, Brian and Cheryl McConnell, and the staff of the Westmore Church of God who stood with us and support our work as an outreach of the church until 2001 when we graciously parted ways. We are so appreciative to the leadership of, of Pastor Philip Morris and Daniel Silverstone who actually helped us there at the church. I'm thankful for the support of the intercessors and concerned Christians that are in the home churches who have prayed, given, and stood with us. Though almost all Spearwatcher staff have gone different directions, I stand amazed at, at how much we were able to do. And from the bottom of my heart, if any of you are listening, I thank each and every one of you and pray God's best on all of you. Finally, one of the latest endeavors we've been involved with was our assisting the Campfire Film Production Company in an expose on the remnant cult in Tennessee, and that has been a project that's been going on for three years, not just in the past few months, as the cult falsely claims. After 20 years of contention with them for the sake of the gospel, and to restore those wounded by it, we certainly have had much to pull from to help them in that way. We provided contacts and media, as well as a lot of behind-the-scenes research that enabled them to produce the documentary that's now called The Way Down that is currently streaming on HBO Max. Two more episodes are, are going to be, to be premiering in March 2022. We think it does an outstanding job in helping see the crazy that is in the Remnant Fellowship cult, and have been so thankful for the opportunity to help. The next two episodes are going to be some of the most gripping accounts of the darkness within that group in Franklin, and I hope you can catch it when it comes out. So, where are we going? We're going to go full speed ahead. That's our only option. We're days from finding out if a new production company we are working with to produce a pilot for a new series on cultism will get a green light or not. That is an incredibly, profoundly exciting and energizing possibility. But regardless what happens there, we're going to continue in our online and personal ministries to those impacted by spiritual deception in the name of Jesus. 
We're going to be helping people see or refocus on the Jesus of the Scriptures, upon the Christian faith upheld by the Bible, and a renewed hope that we will affirm is found only in knowing Him. That's always been and ever shall be our sacred trust. We will continue to provide more articles for our website, teaching videos, and a blog that perhaps none of you knew about. It's found at spiritwatchunchained.blogspot.com. We address social issues and apologetic issues there and have been doing so for several years. And uh, we also address uh, good old-fashioned cultism as well. And we invite you to check in there as well. And of course, this podcast is going to be around. So stay tuned and visit us again next Saturday as we provide commentary on the future of the Remnant Cup that we think will be eye-opening. Godspeed to you today is our prayer. Thanks for listening today as we explore just where are we going. Our prayer is that you have been encouraged and strengthened and, if necessary, challenged in your daily journey through life. Jesus is coming. You can fall with the night or you can rise with the sun. The choice is yours. You can email us with questions and comments at feedback at spiritwatch.org. And if you need urgent personal spiritual help, email us at help at spiritwatch.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Please follow our podcasting at our Facebook page and our website at spiritwatch.org. This podcast is a production of Spirit Watch Ministries, taking heed that no man deceives you.